0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Summer Contest Special of the World of Brick Films podcast. I'm your host, William of IW Studios. Joining me today is uh, my good friend and co-host, Sean Willis of Silly Penta. Hello. And uh, joining us today, uh, Gary Moore of um, trick or brick
1: Hey, what's up?
0: Yeah, welcome back. Thank you, yeah. And um, also joining us uh, is um, Strollers Studios. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Congratulations guys, uh, for coming, uh, uh, first and second place in the, uh, contest. Yeah. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. Yeah. Both, uh, fantastic entries. So yeah. Good job guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll start off with the kind of like, uh, the usual kind of interview segment. And, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, when did you start brick filming?
2: Uh, I believe it was around 2014, probably. I know my, uh, I have an uncle who kind of got into it in the mid two thousands, and he sort of uh, introduced it for me. But I, I didn't really do anything with it until around when the Lego movie came out. I, I think I did some like little tests and things before then, but but no real films until, okay. until then.
0: And um, how did you kind of like discover like the brick films community and that kind of thing?
2: Uh, it was the the, what's the book called? I think I believe it's called Brickflix. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I they had a bunch of links in there and things, and I went and and uh and googled them and, and that's how i found bricks and motion and everything yeah.
0: that's
3: cool to hear because i haven't heard anyone else mention that yet that yeah. they came from that book
2: oh uh, yeah
3: and actually you mentioned your, your uncle yeah. did brick filming in the 2000s did he ever have anything online
2: uh i think he had one film online but uh i was never able to find it uh-huh. and i don't know if it was taken down or or what
3: oh right <laughs> and do you know the name of it
2: oh uh, no i don't
4: <laughs> okay that's a shame
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. thought you'd found like a you know a lost folk film then (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah so um who are your like your biggest like inspirations
2: uh when i first started out my biggest influence was brother workshop because i had a friend who uh who watched a a lot of him and he sort of introduced me to him and that's that's when i started watching like like uh like youtuber brick filmers like that but my my taste kind of changed and i i was influenced a lot in uh probably around 2016 by Annoying Noises Productions and, and Real Force and, and all those people. And now, I'd say, uh, Brick. Your, your work's a big influence for me, probably. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, and yeah. Bongel, uh, I watch a lot of him. Oh, yeah. And then there, there were some older Brick filmers. I, I can't remember their names, but, you know, I just watch random things, and I'm influenced a lot by, by uh, you know, specific standalone films that I see Yeah.
0: things like that. Because another, actually, another person that uh, kind of, Reminds me of of your work. Um, is uh, Winterstock Productions? Is he at all an uh, inspiration?
2: I, I I feel like I've seen one or two of his films, but okay. no, uh, I haven't been been following him at all. Since <laughs> the name is familiar, and I know I've seen one or two, but
0: well, he's also he's, he's better known as Arganon or Argonon.
2: Arganon, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. Well, he was involved in the, uh, the brick film Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the sound and one of the
2: segments, right? Yeah, he did the the music, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Because yeah, you did one of the segments, didn't you? the uh... I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you did the you did the last segment, didn't you? I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was an experience. <laughs> wait, 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 which segment was that again? I think it was self-titled. I th- <laughs> it was just called uh, Shwarma's entry or something like that because I I flaked and I didn't come up with a name in time, so we called it down <laughs> <in> the credits. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah, that was that was the one with the uh, where he had the the present, wasn't it, and stuff and Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It was a whole thing I was, was trying to get my parents to notice me on Christmas but I was I was talking so much and I was like seven years old and everything and they just I just got sort of sort of blocked out in the, the chaos of Christmas.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. So it was based on a true story or
2: <laughs> Yeah, based on a true story. I, I exaggerated okay. it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's mm-hmm.
3: cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was kinda of part of the idea of the film.
1: Okay. Yeah. People
3: were Yeah, the the segments were based on true events.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah. That seems familiar.
0: Yeah. It's funny because um, for me, I, I was trying to... I, I was originally planning to do some kind of segment. is um, in like a story segment. And I couldn't really be- think of a particularly kind of like funny, like real life uh, th- like an event, you know, it was in Christmas. Um, because if it was kind of more like just like coming up with some sort of story around it, I probably would have managed to do it. But yeah, I was I was trying to work out how to do... It. I guess if you you had some sort of vent and just sort of like over exaggerate it in a way I guess it kind of works like, yeah, yeah yeah like I suppose yeah. I suppose that's what you did with yours it was kind of yeah you know, that's, yeah totally yeah but that was a, that was a really an interesting like uh project that
2: yeah that, I didn't I didn't think it was gonna you know come to anything but it <laughs> I was very cynical of it when it when it when he first uh made the forum post but yeah you know, a, a couple weeks I, later, I, I was, was as well. Yeah, yeah, I was like, hmm, might want to look into <laughs> <laughs> that.
3: That's yeah. We were talking about that with him actually. That was my reaction to it. After a while, it was like, hmm, yeah, <laughs> looks like something's actually happening
2: here. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I've always been a like a big fan of uh, like your kind of your kind of films, and um, I really liked, oh, I particularly you. liked your film uh, Colorblind from last year. Uh, that was definitely oh, interesting, yeah. yeah. Seeing you, uh, like, you. use kind of, you know, um, larger scale um, kind of, like, you know, characters and that kind of thing, and... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the giant head. Yeah. <laughs> because that's something that we'll probably be talking about more uh, later on, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> With the giant head and stuff, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, always interesting seeing, like, that kind of thing of, you know, using different scales, stuff like that, you know.
2: Yeah, I always found that interesting. I, I tried to incorporate things like that into my films a lot of times, the, the larger scales and things like that.
0: Yeah. I was thinking really about the whole, like, the theming of, of of this contest. Um, How do you feel when it comes to these, the contests, which are more um kind of based on the sort of, like, technique rather than the actual, like, narrative of a story? Because um, I always kind of struggle to really think of ideas a bit more i think with that
3: well yeah i was trying to think of an idea actually for this contest uh, and eventually it got to the point where the deadline was so close that i decided i didn't want to rush an entry and then be burnt out because i wanted to continue the project i was already working on uh but yeah i had a hard time thinking of anything to do and i think that with teams like this i really like the idea of them uh but they're harder for everyone yeah and so you know, you hear the team and you think to yourself, oh, I can't wait to see what everyone comes up with. And then there's, you know, like, less entries than a uh, a more story-based team, or the or else the the technical team isn't really used a, as extensively as you hoped it would be. So it's like, it works better in theory, I guess, is
1: what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, because I think Chris Wynn was talking about how, like, there's, like, a he was talking about themes for um like contests and like the more specific they are like i think it's kind of easier to make an entry for that but like the more kind of homogenous the entries will end up being like they'll all be kind of similar if the theme is too specific and then like if it's more broad then the theme is kind of more um it's less like friendly feeling it feels like it's more intimidating to try to enter it because it's like i don't know what to make for it cuz it's just so broad yeah but so you kind of have to find a balancing act between that and yeah, I didn't right. really know what to make for this video either, um, for this contest. I mean,
0: but I feel like um, yours was one of the strongest in terms of incorporating different techniques and stuff. I mean, I was really interested. I think, I think you managed. I think you said in chat once about possibly doing an idea, and you ma- wanting to make a film just so that you can kind of pull off this like wave effect. Um, yeah. And um, <laughs> it, yeah, I think you really put it off really well, and I think it's really. It was really interesting uh in a technical you know all the technical aspects of the film are unique and i think that's what really what they were looking for um i felt the same way yeah. with uh Shrama. i think what what you the different like techniques and stuff of your film and the, the visuals and stuff i think i think that is kind of what they were looking for um yeah for this contest and it's um you know i think there are some that take the theme, like, too literally. I think there were a couple like that, where, you know, you take the theme as if it was more of a kind of, like, based on the story. Like, it's making a movie kind of thing.
3: Well, I mean, making a movie does involve all that sort of movie magic, you know, so you could make a film using it as the story element, but it would also incorporate different techniques, like um, the entry, break... Was one of those? Yeah, I like that one where it was about making a movie, but at the same time, while they're making the movie, they're they're using the the te- visual techniques.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I feel like this this contest, and also I, I felt the same way with Sight and Sound in 2016. I think it's yeah. very it's very difficult to kind of work out exactly what they're looking for. Um, at least that's how I felt. Mm. Like I think yeah, with Sight and Sound again, it was kind of like I'm so used to seeing them sort of te- you know have themes which are more like. Based on the story, that it kind of makes it more difficult to work out what yeah what you ha- what you what to do, and um, I think for my for my entry, uh, I only has like I was sort of running out of time really. I, I, I really didn't think I was going to end up making uh, a uh, an entry in the end, but I think I I was I decided that my like approach to the theme was to be more like taking aspects which maybe I've done already like technical aspects, but trying to Do do them the best I could, um, and try and make it like an overall um, polished film. I think really that's what I ended up going for, and I I hope that kind of uh, showed. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, it
2: it turned out great. I mean, especially I agree. uh, I I can't imagine animating the the minifig interacting with the normal objects and things. It's just uh, sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah,
4: (laughs) yeah.
3: Well, I, I think it was clear what they we're asking for it's just that it takes some creativity and ingenuity to actually come up with things uh so it's easier to just make a film that is a little bit lighter on theme yeah yeah you know like not everyone can just uh easily think about some new technique to incorporate it's it's kind of a tall order really right yeah yeah
0: yeah but it's also i think it's kind of like it's it's the summer contest people struggle anyway more because it's you know I mean, we've talked about it enough in the past mm. you know how
3: we did talk about it on one of the previous yeah. ones how it's very much uh it's, it doesn't have it's the same place that it used to and it is due for some restructuring
0: yeah i do i i definitely assume by what's been said that this is probably going to be the last summer contest of its type at least for quite a while, anyway, because I think there was. Isn't there, isn't there like um, talk of possibly doing another ten brick contest?
3: In yeah, perhaps something along those lines. Um, yeah, something that's it'll be shorter, uh, but I mean, I don't want to say on um, specifics, especially when it's not actually been nailed down or anything. But yeah, you know, the writing's been on the wall for a while, really, for summer contests. and this year especially, there was uh, there was way more contests. Yeah. Yeah, So attention was divided, and most of the other ones were quite, in comparison, were short. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I've actually touched on this on the actual podcast before, but I think as well, this this brawl was particularly special, being the tenth anniversary, and I think there's a lot of people, uh, like myself included, who don't usually take part in brawl, the ones to take part in it because it was special, and I think that meant that. I, I generally I do kind of think of the two contests as like for most people anyway, is you do one or the other. Not many people do both, and I think if 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 you were going to do only one this year, out of the two, it would be brawl. I think.
3: It's funny though, because didn't all the top three of this contest also enter brawl? Yeah. Actually. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I <did>. oh, okay. <laughs> That's good.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always enter the timed contest. I... Like, I, a lot of times I'll tell myself I'm not going to end brawl because I want to enter the summer contest, but I do anyway because, you know, the theme comes out and I get all motivated and everything. And, mm.
3: Yeah. You know. But, yeah. I think that the contest, uh, it, it went fine overall. But, yeah, I'm sure there will be changes. Yeah. And, I mean, personally, I think I'd be more excited for a, a shorter, more
1: specific contest.
0: Yeah. I think um, a mm. month-long contest would actually be pretty good.
1: I mean, it wasn't, uh, wasn't, like zombie genesis wasn't that kind of like made in like two weeks before the end i think of it was one week contest? actually oh yeah it's like that was like
3: flat out work
1: yeah it's kind of weird it's like some of like the winning entries a lot of times will be made kind of fast or i don't know yeah and that, and that was for a nine month contest right <laughs> yeah what was that for
4: again? first
3: avant-garde the- uh, oh, okay yeah and avant-garde was another contest team similar to this one where uh you know it was kind of hard to really come up with an idea that would be considered sufficiently avant-garde so you ended up with entries that weren't exactly working towards what was being looked for yeah and the funny thing was uh, when, when zombie genesis won there were some people who were kind of thinking is this really you know the deserving of topping avant-garde it's it's just a zombie film <laughs> But they weren't really—they weren't really seeing right, the bigger yeah. picture of uh, the whole mockumentary aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think right. those zombie genesis films um, are actually pretty interesting because there aren't many films um, of that style in brick film. in brick film form. I don't think uh, mockumentary.
2: No. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't yeah. really seen any others. I don't think.
0: Yeah, it's like I—I I do find them pretty interesting because yeah, I don't think we've had—we've seen anything like that since. I don't think.
1: Uh, pants a hat. He's made some, like, kind of, like, reality TV stuff, which is which is similar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, of just course, the, uh, his most recent one, which uh, we talked about in the uh, last episode of the podcast. Yeah. It's uh, that kind of mockumentary style. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, if you have a kind of a months-long contest, something that doesn't overlap with, with Brawl, it probably would make some difference. Anyway, yeah. But I think this year in particular, there were... Um, there were so many different things going on. There was a Brick Film Day contest. I think it was every week, wasn't it, or something? No, that was Brick or Oh yeah, Brick or Brack, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I, I I think Brick Film Day did their own thing as well. Yeah,
1: they had like animation challenges.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, different things to take part in. So it's understandable why you know it it you know.
3: But yeah, I doubt that it'll ever overlap with Brawl again. No. <laughs> that was pretty awkward from the beginning.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't care for that honestly. I kind of kind of. Prefer them separate because I don't have a whole lot of Lego, so it, it involves, you know. I remember in uh, for my entry this year, I had to, you know, quick to finish up the dream sequence in for my for my uh, movie magic film, so I could use the pieces to make my uh, set yeah. for the brawl.
1: <laughs> so, wait, you were already working on the movie magic entry when you made brawl? Yeah, yeah. Was. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think the kind of the problem with the placement of brawl was that, you know, people thought to themselves. Oh, I can just spend the first month thinking about it, then enter Brawl, and then do the, the Movie Magic entry, or Summer Contest entry, but then after Brawl, you don't want to work on something straight away again. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah that's
0: definitely how I... F- that's how oh, I feel yeah. anyway. I felt the same way. It's kind of... You uh, You want to spend, You want to take like a break, especially when you've had a week non-stop animating, you know, staying up till two in the morning every night, you know? Right, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know that...
3: Yeah, like... Brawl if you enter brawl, it lasts longer than a week yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah and the same goes for attack of course, yeah, even though it's just one day you don't feel like doing anything for a while yeah,
2: it's kind of draining
0: yeah, I think the thing with Thak as well um I, I a big part of it for me anyway uh, is uh, at least because in the in the years i've been I've been taking part in in, in sack, it's always been that it's 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 taken p- uh, place in January so it's always a very is the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a bit of, there's quite a lot of satisfaction in being able to say, like, you know, the first week of of the year, I've already made a film. That is nice, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. And I mean, if you do Thack and Brawl, that's already two uh, films you have in a year in such small time limits, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know, you've already got one that you made in a day and then another one that you made in a week, and there's, you know, two solid films that you have already, besides your personal projects and then, you know, any other contests you enter.
0: Yeah. But the funny thing is is that uh with with brawl is that um even though you've got you know seven times the amount of time you don't feel like you you have much more time you're always continuing yeah, yeah. to work on it and it still feels <laughs> pretty much the same as, as stack in the end yeah I
2: feel like you you adjust your you know your productivity to the to the amount of time yeah
3: but I do think that brawl gives you just enough time to make a complete film yeah, yeah. whereas you know attack film it's always going to feel like a attack film.
2: Yeah, right. Right.
1: Yeah, I feel like I don't know a lot of a lot of my recent like brawl entries. I've kind of felt like they they had more like thakish stories because I just like I don't know. I spent a lot of time on like the technical stuff. I think since I got a DSLR, it's kind of slowed it down a little bit. And like I don't know. Sometimes I'll have other stuff to work on also during the week. So like back then, I used to be able to just kind of spend the whole week on it, but. I don't know not not really there's so a problem of
3: getting too good <laughs> you, you know once you're too good, then it's harder to do something quickly, yeah,
1: yeah, you want it to be yeah, you want it to I don't know, you want to do like color correction, you want to do other stuff that usually you didn't do,
0: yeah, I mean I well, the thing is with you, I always feel like you you have such a high you've got such a high standard because like your films are just so good <laughs> that i I think that um it must be hard for you like having to continue staying at that standard because you, you know you, the the amount of work you have put in your previous work you know you, you don't want it to feel as though you're stepping you, you you've, you're stepped down from what you previously did so i imagine that must be pretty hard yeah <laughs>
1: uh yeah i mean thanks um mm-hmm. yeah I, I think like the most recent videos i don't know i think like i've tried to i always try to improve something in our videos, but like sometimes, yeah, stuff like lighting, I think, uh, the lighting and like our most recent stuff has been pretty simple, but I mean, they both took place at day or both the recent videos I've made have taken place at day. So it's kind of like, I don't know how much, how complicated you can make the lighting. If it's just like a brightly lit it. Yeah. Day. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. But, um, uh, we, we were recent, uh, while ago, we were talking about your film, um, the, uh, look um, oh yeah, yeah. with the with the the, uh, the, yeah. the brick built um sky and how it's one of the very few examples of um you know a brick film that has even the sky is made of Lego and um I guess yeah, so this one you actually managed to to do that again uh the brick built sky
1: yeah yeah, it was a lot simpler though I think actually listening I don't remember when that podcast came out, but I remember listening to the one with uh forlorn creature. And I think it reminded me of how we did that in Lookout and I was like, Oh, I should do that again. But <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was actually quite surprised to uh to see you take part in the um summer contest. is this the first time you've ever actually taken part in the summer contest?
1: Um, it might be. I know we we tried to enter a vanguard and then that was uh that was like the taste of victory was supposed to be for that. But then we just we like we didn't finish it in time and then we had, like, filmed it all, but then we never released it because we hadn't really done, like, the sound. We weren't happy with how the sound was. And then we, uh, I don't know, we just kind of, like, hadn't released it, weren't working on it. And then a while later we were like, oh, we should finish this and just do the sound design. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. And then we finished it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> taste of Victory is really good for anyone who hasn't seen it.
1: Oh, uh, thank you, yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Especially the uh, all the brick Brickfield effects.
1: Yeah. I think I kind of interpreted that theme, like... Basically, what this theme was, I was like, "Oh, I yeah, should, I, about I should to say that." Yeah,
3: it would have been a great entry to the movie magic contest. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah Some, some. I think that's really where you kind of. That was a big like transition, I think, for your work. Where you really, I think you said this in in your podcast, in the podcast actually, how it's really where you started to do a lot of practical effects, and pretty much everything is practical. And um, I really like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can you can sort of take inspiration from, I think, from Taste of Victory. Like, um, there's the, the the practical rain effect, which I think uh, looks really good. Mm-hmm. There's the um, explosions and uh, that kind of thing as well. And um,
3: I was going to mention the rain as well, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I am considering now, like, because in the past I have actually used um, the digital rain effect, but I am sort of starting to think maybe I should uh, at least give, a, give it a shot with... Um, you know, doing the uh protocol uh, effects because um it's uh surprising how how like effective that look is, you know.
1: Yeah. That was a it was a lot of uh it took a lot of time. I think like it'd be interesting to see, um and, and we'll get into this with when we talk about uh Mr. Classified, but there was a scene in that where they did some like it almost looked like a overlay effect, but it was like a brick built overlay effect for rain and i thought that was pretty cool. It'd be cool to see more stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that was my favorite shot in the movie.
1: Yeah, it was mm. cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah, it's kind of interesting that using lots of uh using using brick built overlay. That's actually something we haven't really touched on that much I don't think. Yeah, i think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, and the in like the spirit of the Lego movie and yeah. I don't know.
0: Cuz i think that um there's a a lot of times you sort of think that uh oh yeah, I mean, you know, you, you don't imagine that's, that would be brick built or that kind of thing, but uh, it, in a way there is kind of, there's no reason why you can't make pretty much everything LEGO. You know, you can make LEGO Clouds, you can make, um, I mean, even LEGO Sky, you know, I mean, it takes a lot of work, but uh, yeah, you can do it. Um, I haven't, I have sort of been thinking about doing some kind of LEGO brick built Sky with like blue bricks and using the, uh, the white plates um, within Within the wall of, of Lego, as the clouds. I don't know if that would work, but uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it'd be tricky. I don't know. You had some. You had like Lego clouds in your entry, right? Though.
0: Yeah, but that was inspired yeah. by um, Far and Away uh, Productions. Uh, the uh, yeah, that's what I thought
2: when I saw yeah. it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's coming up a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Because uh, yeah, uh, that's like when I saw HMB, I was sort of thinking, yeah, I. I I want to do this, you know. It's kind of surprising how like uh, how effective that look is. It's it's very basic, but um, yeah, as soon as I saw that, I knew that I was gonna I was gonna steal that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'd have to add brick-built clouds to the World of Brickfilms podcast bingo card. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've got quite a, a, a long uh, list of, of things on our bingo card now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah
3: but I think we should be able to get through this without mentioning some of the other classics
0: oh yeah 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 there's, there's, there's hope <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> actually how are we doing on time now when do you think we should uh, start discussing the entries
0: I, I think we could still talk a little bit like uh, I have to ask a couple more questions actually yeah actually what something yeah. I wanted to ask um Shrama. um yeah so what's your step-by-step process
2: uh I don't know <laughs> It's all pretty. It depends on the film and the amount of time I have and everything. Some films, like some some fact films, and I know it's terrible, but some fact, fact films I don't even I don't even uh, script. yeah, I just I just kind of kind of start building sets and kind of get inspiration from the characters I build and the you know whatever kind of pops up in my head. Um, for the movie magic film. I had a sort of idea in my head, and I talked extensively with Mighty Wonder, and he he was a huge help. He we sat there and discussed the story and the the characters and everything, and he helped me kind of uh condense it into a comprehensive, solid film. And th- from there, I I was still kind of figuring out the film, but I animated the dream sequence because I knew that was gonna knew that was gonna be in there no matter what. And then I wrote up all the all the dialogue and stuff, and and sort of fit that in there afterwards. Uh, so yeah, I'm not exactly a model for for practical um uh. What's the word like production steps yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever but <laughs>
4: yeah
2: but yeah it, it kind of depends on film to film for me honestly i think
0: it's like when it comes to the whole filmmaking process the pre-production side of things is very much the most like um sort of flexible i guess i mean when you yeah when yeah. you have interchangeable that's what i was gonna say i think it's right, like yeah. you if you've got the time you might as well you know give it a shot you know you might as well do the storyboarding and get like a good script right. and that kind of right. stuff, but I mean, with these contests, like, I started off, I think the very first scene of my film, the, the scene which actually is like a, a proper brick film, you know, that was all storyboarded, um, and I did actually scriptwrite it as well, but it took wow. me like three days to storyboard that scene, because I was just kind of lazy, and <laughs> when I realised the the amount of time it's going to take to storyboard the entire thing, I just kind of realized that I just don't want to do it because it was just going to push me back, and I really needed to get started because um, I was like, I only had like a couple of weeks left by the time I had done that scene, and I was just like, yeah, I got to Let's just get started. And I think you have a right, yeah. sometimes you just have such a vivid idea in your head of how it's going to be that you just get it done and like. I feel like well, sometimes
2: when I put it down on paper, it sort of messes up my my uh, the vision that I have in my head. Yeah, I don't know.
3: I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I think it's completely different when it's just a, a one man project. Then you have a lot more flexibility to just keep it in your head.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because I've. I mean, if I was working with somebody else, I'd script and storyboard and everything. But yeah, because I've had to, know, I've right. had
0: to actually make uh, a couple of of commission films, and with that, I think it was actually the, my first commissioned film where I had to storyboard it because they they really needed a proper idea of of what I was gonna do. Um I mean with that kind of thing yeah it's essential you have to really show them you know the at least a basic idea of of what the end part is going to be but it's like yeah. when it's just yourself you know what you're going through so why do you have to tell yourself
4: <laughs> the stuff you already <laughs> know yeah. you
0: know and I think yeah. it's like um it's kind of funny though I mean even even when I storyboarded it I think uh, as I was starting to build the set I thought no I don't want to do this I want to do it this way originally I was going to be do- I was going to build um a desert. Actually, funny enough, um, your brawl entry, drama, actually um, was what I had in my head when I was first um, coming up with the film. A kind of like desert kind of like area, <laughs> but it was going to be like, um, they're going to be ninjas. It was going to be a desert, but they were like ninjas and they were going to be fighting with like samurai swords. But I felt <laughs> like That's funny. that kind of thing has already been done quite a lot, like, you know, ninchago kind of style so i thought right, yeah. yeah let's do something a bit different and suddenly in my in my mind i suddenly had this idea of it being spain sort of like yeah yeah like 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 um the the wander area i think it's called with the the, the the iconic like bridge and the the like the yeah like the town that's on the edge of a cliff that kind of thing and um yeah suddenly i just had this idea i think a, a lot of the Uh, Like, the brick-built mountains, I got the idea from, I think, a couple of trigger-bricks work, like uh, the front, and I think partly, Uh, I I think the the look, uh, like, the colour of of the film was partly inspired by fusillade and that kind of thing. It's kind of funny how uh, a lot of the uh, ideas, though, it it was just like, they came to me as I was building the set, I was like, I don't want to build this, I want to build it this way, and make it a completely different thing. So, yeah, you look at the storyboards, I look at the storyboards, it's... uh, nothing like the end product at all this is funny
1: yeah writing is like a weird uh process for me i feel like i don't really know much like i don't i don't have like a set process because a lot of times i just feel kind of stuck and yeah i think like building building with legos and like i don't know, just doing whatever doing whatever like like i think drawing for me actually helps a lot with like kind of coming up with ideas i don't know it's like you kind of just have to do whatever feel like as as long as you're like still like thinking about the idea and kind of thinking about how you can develop it I don't know
0: yeah I mean yeah. I I don't want to at all like derail the idea of story Wars because I think it is a, I think it is definitely a good thing to do especially if you if you have the time like if it's your own project which you're you know you've, you've got like plenty of time to do it there's no it's not a deadline or anything you might as well um, do it at least for a couple of the scenes I mean I find it very useful for particular scenes. If it's just a couple of people talking then I think you probably be able to get away without storyboard but um it's yeah, a good definitely. habit to get into and I think a lot of people are put off it by you know like oh I can't I can't draw you know but it really doesn't matter you know you can make stick figures it's just it's just for you so it's kind of right, right.
2: yeah <laughs> I mean I think the only reason I wrote the dialogue anyway was for my for my voice actors
4: yeah
3: well I guess the benefit of storyboarding a film that's your own one-man project would be if you were to imagine all the individual camera shots how you would like them to be before you actually have a set and a camera to accommodate then you, you might be able to you know improve your cinematography yeah if you have to sort of instead of being limited right Yeah. It, you know it'd be better to just force the you take deconstruct some of the set and place the camera in to get the shot that you actually want yeah, yeah
1: it makes so you don't have to you don't have to reconfigure your whole set like every time you want to you know film a, yeah. a shot from like the opposite angle. Right? Um, yeah. yeah that's true. Because
0: that's that's definitely something like like this this film in particular um, cut and run. It's definitely the type of film that I would have storyboarded in any other situation other than you know like because I had not they didn't have to worry about the sets at all. It meant that I just didn't need to do storyboards. I could shoot it however I wanted to, and that was definitely I think when I had the most fun with the project was just knowing that I could I could film it from the back, I could film it from the front, and never have to worry about the the size of the set, because the house is the set, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That definitely gave me a lot of freedom in just what I had to do, because generally, I think it's it's almost impossible to do a, a scene like that without storyboards. Like, I've done a couple of action scenes, um, and it's just like, yeah, I just couldn't imagine... You know, not not storyboarding it. Like I think storyboards were helpful for that. The scene I did do that was conventional, like brick film, because um, the type of shots it, it's definitely difficult. You know, because especially when you're doing like fight scenes where you have to have quick cuts. You know, like sh- they like you know right, cutting right. from one side to the other. You really need yeah to to make it to make it visually interesting. You need to make it kind of like cut to different places. So yeah, storyboards are definitely helpful for that kind of thing. But, yeah.
3: But yeah, it must have been nice to be making a rig film, and the camera wasn't as tall as the set. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. Like I was, I was really one of the biggest things I was worried about was just the whole like thing of, you know, the light flicker, and that was one of the things. Like I'd watched like Namchild's stuff, and I was like, how does he manage to animate all of this without like you know so much light flicker? And <laughs> it's kind of amazing how. I I I had I, I really was worried like I I can't it's no, it's not going to turn out as good as it is in my head because it's just going to have it's just going to have loads of light flicker but it, it, I I managed to well I mean my bedroom is dark anyway because I animate in here anyway so it's got like blinds and stuff so it is naturally dark so I didn't have any problems there and also uh, going into the other bedroom again I just put, I closed the curtains um, it was quite cloudy it was I, I luckily I think I picked days that were it was like, you know, it it was just cloudier anyway. Um and then the the day I was about to shoot the, the scene with the door, it decided this yeah, just they just you know decided like, oh yeah, suddenly it was gonna be sunny and it was gonna be really bright. Uh and I think by that point it was like in the afternoon, and I was like, Okay, well, I I gonna have to wait until tomorrow then. And I think it was forecast to be sunny the following day, so I, I got up extra early and managed to shoot it before the sun like went over and um yeah, even, and I was really amazed, I was really surprised that there was, like, no light flicker at all.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I was wondering about that, actually, because I would assume if it's really sunny out, then there would be light flicker, because the sun's constantly moving, but I I assumed it would would have been kind of cloudy, because that kind of diffuses the light.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I think when it's cloudy, there's uh, well, the biggest problem you're going to face when it's sunny is the clouds that are there, because it's going to, if the sun... Mm goes over the cloud, then that makes it darker, and then it goes bright again, Right, so yeah. that that's the type of thing that really causes a lot of problem, and that would look terrible in, in a film. <laughs> right, right, of course. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> funny, because the last shot, the last shot I did in the entire film, was him, um, f- he was, it's when he's about to hit the, crash into the door, and you get the, the shot of him like, looking scared and by that point it was start. the sun was starting to the shine it was like i think it was around 12 o'clock so i ended up um i got to i'll probably release some, some behind the scenes footage but i i i built like um basically i had the camera on a tripod and i built like lego around it so that i could attach the vehicle to the camera and then, behind the camera, I, I got some, I got a couple of, like, larger Lego plates to um diffuse the light, so you, you didn't get too much of the light, because otherwise it was just too bright. Um, Yeah, so I, I think I I managed to, to shoot it all just in time, pretty much, yeah.
3: <laughs> but since we're getting into this, uh, I think we should quickly head back to the start and start from number five, yeah. and start talking about the entry. Yeah, now. I was talking too much about
0: my own. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, so... Uh, We'll start with um, yeah, the top the the fifth entry, uh, which is yeah, Mister Classified, the Red Fox by uh, Joshua Nelson. Kudos for managing to put put together a thirty minute film. You know that's like a that's a big like uh, achievement, a- like anyway. But uh, yeah, um, yeah you know, uh, with with that being with that being said as well, um, I think it was you know comprehensible. You could understand the story, and I think um, yeah, I think it's. Good i well yeah, so i basically I'll try and sort of explain the plot um so uh yeah basically there's this uh like this this thing that like a load of people are searching for called the the red fox and that's like the object people are sort of yeah and 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 um you follow this guy who um it's interestingly how they kind of visualized it basically he's static uh his face and his hands are completely like static you can't see his face and that's and uh basically you're kind of seeing that through his eyes i think basically it means that like he can't yeah i yeah i don't know it's a
1: bit hard to explain it's just, just it's like he doesn't yeah he doesn't know what his identity is like yeah, he doesn't yeah. know who he is yeah like what his name is or anything about himself or what his, he looks like. his
3: eyes have been modified so that he's unable to see himself yeah yeah, yeah. and his memory altered as yeah, well yes so
1: i thought that was kind of an
0: interesting uh yeah
2: that part of it was intriguing yeah
0: and I thought it was an interesting um, way to visualise it, seeing it through his perspective, because yeah, yeah. as far as I'm aware, everybody else sees him just as a normal person. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you see him as he sees himself, which, uh, yeah, that was a very interesting element of the huh. film. And I... Th-
3: so, yeah, yeah, there are some interesting things going on like that, and I think that like I think I'm not alone in having the experience of seeing this one in the playlist and thinking, "Oh my God, a <laughs> half hour entry and then I watched
2: it, and i was I came away from
3: thinking, oh hey, actually that was that was well done, good story, yeah, 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 yeah
0: I,
2: I, the lighting was actually also really good, like all the 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 shots were like the lighting and the the sets, I felt like they were all really really well well done,
0: yeah, look, well, I think it's the first thought that came to my mind was that it being like you know with the deadline and being 30 minutes long, it was not going to be a particularly well-made film. And I was actually yeah. surprised by how kind of well-made it, it was, you know. And really? there's a lot of elements I really like about it. I think the story actually is is actually um, one of the best elements of the film. It's kind of a it's an engaging story, which being a long film is definitely a good thing. Um, yeah, I, I was actually intrigued to see how the story went along. I think it actually flowed quite well i was i really thought it was just going to go on for too long i think i mean i felt anyway that the story managed to flow in a way that it didn't feel like it was half an hour long i was quite surprised by how quickly it went by really it didn't feel like it was 30 minutes you know
3: yeah i I think it didn't feel like 30 minutes either but at the same time i do think he probably could have done to shorten it in any way possible yeah
1: yeah there were some awkward like pauses where it seemed like they, it seemed like they could have just done like one more pass where they made sure they cut out anything that was like any pauses that just went on too long yeah i like, feel
2: like there were pauses in between dialogue that could have been shortened yeah. and that would have yeah. brought down the length a lot
0: actually there's one
1: there's one thing that um i only
0: picked on because i watched this twice i just watched it uh, again um for the podcast but um there's one thing that i that i, I found quite weird i think it's like five minutes into the film you introduced to the cop character and I just assume by the way they shot it that you're, it's the guy in the middle that is the, that, you know, is talking. Um, uh, but it turns out it's the guy with the, that's sitting on the desk with the, with the ball that's talking the entire time. And that kind of confused um. me because, um, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. It just, it, the way it's shot, it looks as though the guy in the middle is talking. Um, yeah, I just thought that was a bit weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the dialogue animation is kind of minimal also, which doesn't, yeah. doesn't always I help mean, with that.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of feel like, I mean, you can sort of understand that due to the the length of the film, that it's, you know, it has got that limitation. Um, You know, not as much right. time can be put into the dialogue. But I think it, I, I know, I feel like there could have been maybe a little bit more movement in the in the dialogue. Yeah.
1: I thought, I was, I liked, uh, I think like there were consistently little touches throughout that um i enjoyed just like uh cinematography wise like there was a there was like a practical split screen at one point where he's talking to somebody on the phone and uh, the camera yeah. like moves yeah, over really cool. i really like that moment i like the rain shot um the like rain overlay um yeah like i said yeah yeah
2: the favorite shot in the movie
1: yeah there were some yeah there were some cool yeah. stuff in it
2: the coloring was pretty nice yeah like there was I feel like the the blues and the pinks were really yeah. kind of. came out I don't know if it was well.
0: uh, like um, mm, yeah. intentional the way that the uh, the color grading was, but um, it does give it um, a unique kind of look. I think um, I actually do really like that yeah. that shot with the the overlay rain. The only thing that kind of that I kind of don't like about it is just that the animation is, is on a loop and it's very obvious that it's on a loop. Like uh, so you can see like people moving yeah. the same way over and over again. I feel like it may have even been better if it was just one frame and the uh, the the overlay rain was to was the thing that looped. um that probably would have been better um but um yeah I mean yeah I think it is a good shot anyway my favorite part of the uh of the film though is actually the um the shots of the car when it's driving along I think uh it's sort of like microscale and I think that that came out came out really well yeah
1: I like that scene. I think that's a smart way to do a car chase. If you like, if you can pull it off right, it's like, it 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 works to just make the cars simpler. You don't have to build huge streets. Yeah. And, I don't know.
3: Yeah, and also minifig scale cars are very awkward because they have to be right. so much wider yeah. than they're supposed to <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I was I was actually looking at the um the design of the the car itself, and I could see that they used those arch pieces for the back the back wheels, which uh, I thought was kind of interesting.
3: Yeah. The one nitpick I had about the car sequence was that when the the pursuers were talking to each other, uh, they're in it. They're in cars that are, have the exact same design and oh, yeah. shot from the exact same camera angle. So uh, it, was, yeah. it was kind of jarring when suddenly it was. It looked like the same shot, but yeah, there yeah. was a different person yeah. driving. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think he could have changed the camera angle for
1: each character. There's like a big uh, black gap, right? There's like a gap in the. Video, in the car chase, yeah. right where you can't see anything. Yeah, basically, um, oh, there's there's a, me? uh, he
0: mentioned in the comments that um, wh- when he when he exported the video, for some reason, it's um, those yeah those like twenty seconds just um, were missing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's it's just strange because I think something happens in within that within that um, that gap, um, and it's very unclear what yeah. happens. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> maybe he can make a director's yeah. cut. Yeah, that'd be cool. But one thing that one thing that struck me about this film, uh, is that it had like a lot of themes of romance, which is yeah. pretty unusual for brick films. I noticed that. Yeah. Even though it's standard in like major films, but yeah. Yeah. Not so much brick filming.
1: Yeah, there was a there was a huge cast and like a lot of female characters, a lot of different well, I think a few of the female characters were voiced by the same person. But there was like I think there was three female voice actresses. Yeah. Yeah, three or four. A, a, lot a lot for a brick of, film. For a brick film, definitely. Yeah. Go I liked
2: how diverse it was. Like the, you know, there was a car chase and a restaurant scene, and uh, where there was like a scene in a warehouse or, or something, yeah, or like outside the, the restaurant or something. There was yeah. a freezer, yeah, yeah. It was just there was a lot of different like types of, of of shots and scenes, and you know, like it's one thing to animate. Like a lot of times you'll find a brick film that's a whole lot of dialogue and not much else, or a brick film that's that's primarily action. But this one had a bunch of different, you know, types of animation yeah. themes kind of all think, rolled into one.
0: Like a thirty-minute brick film yeah. would get very dull very quickly if it didn't have a variety of locations. And luckily, yeah. Yeah. there was always something new, yeah. uh, which meant that it kept it kept it interesting. Um, you know, like, and I think the I think generally the set design is actually pretty good. I like a lot of the yeah I like a lot of the details and stuff to to the design of the stuff.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say the same. The variety in the scenarios um, yeah. surely kept yeah. it engaging for the thirty minutes. Yeah, right. yeah.
1: one thing that helps in it—it's not something you see in brick films very often because they're usually really short stories—is like, it's like has a lot of parallel action where it's like there's one there's one scene happening with these people, but then you cut over to these other people doing stuff, and like the way those scenes are like interwoven really keeps things interesting because you're kind of wondering like what's going yeah. on with the other people. And, like, yeah. that's not something you see very often in brick films. So it's cool to see. I think that's yeah. something you can do in a longer brick I film. Think it, I think I kind of I like... liked
0: how, yeah, it had lots of different characters you were following. They're all trying to find this uh, the red fox, um, which is kind of like the MacGuffin of the film. And I kind of, I like, I, yeah, I do like yeah. that kind of, I do like the kind of films like that, where, you know, it's like everybody's trying to find this one thing. I mean, I get that similar kind of thing, I suppose, is Grace, where, you know, they're, they're all, you know full of plots for the, yeah the plots sort of like side of it you know all these people trying to find this yeah you know, searching for this for or fighting for it you know um yeah i think that's kind of interesting i think uh, yeah it is it's it's interesting to see a like a story like this in in brick film form because i think it really it, you really need like a long run time in order to tell a story like this
1: yeah i thought it was actually like the concept i didn't know always some of the logic of the story was a little weird to me. Like I didn't really get why she, why they didn't want the device to exist. Like, I don't know. It seemed kind of weird how, like how much they thought the device was like a bad thing since it would like yeah. heal every disease. But, um, I liked like the idea of like the idea about like identity and like what defines people. Like, I think the final line of this movie is pretty cool. If you, I, I won't spoil it, but yeah, I think the final line worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I, I know I always have trouble ending films, so it's nice to see a strong final line. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I think that was yeah. Yeah, should we head over to the uh, next one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, the the fourth place was uh, Superdog by Plastic Point Productions. So uh, yeah, this is a this is a particularly funny one. It's a, you know, I think it's kind of like I suppose you would call it almost like a B movie, but uh, in all the best ways. I think, <laughs> you know, it's it's um yeah yeah. yeah.
2: It was like intentionally cheesy, I think, at some parts. But I
3: don't even think I don't think it was intentional. But that's what makes it good. No, just you know? like,
2: just like the whole idea of like super dog, like a hot dog man, just like yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> yeah, in the uh, plot, yeah, I suppose it, it it was intentional. Yeah, there's certainly a balance there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I like I like how this one used the uh, force perspective like, in a way that I kind of really didn't think about like. Like it's 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 obvious that like you can build like miniatures with brick films, but like thinking of like making trying to make a normal minifig look huge is like an idea that I didn't think about at all, and I I really yeah. liked seeing. Yeah, that. I, I
0: particularly like that shot with um. Is he called the Lego Man or something? I think. Mister Lego. Mister Lego. I think. Yeah. Like I like yeah. the shots <laughs> where you you know it's it, it's quite close to him and you know he's in one side yeah. of the of the frame and stuff. I mean I'm very into like how how do, how you, you frame like. You know scenes and stuff i think that was really nicely framed i like that you know and he's he's like you know making things move you know and that kind of stuff and yeah i thought that was a really cool kind of visual element to it you know it it made him look imposing and it wasn't
2: jarring either i feel like like when you do things like that a lot of times it because the focus gets messed up because Mm -hmm. you know the object closer is in focus or the the object that's far away and you you know it's hard to get a get a
0: balance
3: it actually looked like connected yeah yeah, yeah
0: and I think, um, yeah, my my favourite line in the film, and uh, usually, quite often, um, you get, like, lines, that are, like, uh, self-referential lines in films, and quite often it doesn't work, but I think, in this case, it did. Um, I think he was... i they were, they were I'm trying to think how the line went now, but it was...
3: Uh, it was, like called oh, the superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, <laughs> they're all
4: funny. copyrighted.
0: I think partly it's the it's the delivery. Yeah, I think I laughed at that. Uh, the way he delivered it was funny, yeah. but um, it, it reminds <laughs> me of the you know like uh, the embodiment of adventure from from last year, where you know he says you know <laughs> oh, um, yeah. you know so you're a spirit of it. No, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> you know. So silly, Penta, you. Uh... You you voice acted in this, and there's the line where you're like, "We are devastated." It's just <laughs> like that was kind of mm-hmm. like was that like what was the direction for that line? Um, uh, there
3: there wasn't a whole lot of direction, but I recorded it okay. in many different ways. And um, I thought that yeah. Was funny. yeah. <laughs> I I actually completely forgot that I'd voiced in this film when I was going to the playlist. So then when I heard my own <laughs> voice, I was like, yeah. "Whoa, that was weird. <laughs> that was me."
0: Yeah, I thought the voice acting in this overall was actually really good. I liked a lot of the Yeah. I liked uh, yeah, definitely. A lot. yeah, yeah. And I just I think that the whole visual of uh you know him, you know, shooting loads of sausages and stuff is just is just you know, hot dogs is just really really funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he like spins them and flies. Yeah. That's a funny scene. It's actually
0: funny how um because uh it reminds me a lot of Blambo part two and that you we actually talked about that in um your, your episode of the podcast, uh, Trick or Treat, yeah. but um, yeah, you know that whole like whole sort of like over the top, you know, like B movie but in the best way kind of thing, and um, I know I, I love that kind of thing where it, 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 they're clearly having so much fun, you know, with it, you know.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very fun film. I think even though it, it's not the the best technically out of the contest, I think this one entertains yeah, me it's
2: most. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
1: I think the main guy's voice acting really like sells it. I like when he's just like thinking about um thinking about his superhero names and he's like hot man. No. He's like I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's like Mr. Dog or something. I don't yeah. know. And then there's that joke where the <laughs> the kid comes home and he's like, They handed out machetes to protect us from uh Mr. Lego at school or something. I was like, Oh, that joke is kinda too real <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yet, yeah. the jokes were solid in this for yeah. sure
0: yeah i mean i always like it when uh you know when there's a brick film that kind of feels like uh, a classic brickfilms.com era brick film and i feel like this feels like a classic brickfilms.com brick film almost like le- yeah. like left field studios kind of thing and you know in the in the kind of like you know the sort of sense of humor and stuff yeah
3: yeah, just just remove the incompetech music and then yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah.
4: But yeah, I was
3: definitely hoping this would win promising director, and it did, so I was happy about that. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: So hopefully we'll see more uh, similar films in the future from the same creator.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The only uh, the only like problem I would say is like I think like the concept is really cool. The whole like. Uh, the like different scales or like faking the forced perspective i think like that's really cool but i think like with brick filming since since a regular lego is like so small it kind of like it's hard to get any like f- uh foreshortening where it's like the stuff that's closer to you looks bigger than the stuff that's farther away so it's like it's hard to do shots where he looks like as big as like a giant i think like a lot like you a if you're filming like a yeah. video and you're trying to make like a human look huge then it's kind of like easy to get a wide enough angle lens where it's like their, their body looks way bigger than their head yeah, or yeah. something. If yeah. you film it from below. I guess
3: he, he does but, kind of just look like a slightly bigger uh, guy. Yeah.
1: It's like, it's one of the limitations of the medium, yeah. that, or like of, I don't know. You have to have the the right lenses, I guess. It's an but, interesting
0: yeah. concept. Um, and it's something that you know has been done in live action stuff. Um, but if I'm being honest, I didn't ever actually realize that he was supposed to be a giant until you mentioned it. Um, I didn't realize that was actually, you know, <laughs> part of the film. Actually, oh, really? yeah,
3: oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. He doesn't look that big, but I did definitely get that as soon as I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I did
1: too. Yeah. It took me a little bit, though.
0: Maybe I do actually. I maybe mean, I've just just forgotten. I mean, I mean, maybe I need to to rewatch it. But yeah, yeah, I didn't sort of. I mean, at least in the first time I watched it, it, I didn't really come across to me as though he was supposed to be a giant. I just assumed that was just the way they they shot the film, you know. But yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it works either way, though. Even if you don't notice it, so yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not much of a problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I
2: experimented with a lot of that forced perspective stuff uh, when I was doing pre-production for my film because I wanted to kind of incorporate it into the film and stuff. So I was, I was trying out different things and you know, making the character look like a giant and things like that. So it's definitely hard to do well. So yeah, know. definitely. He did yeah. a re- he did a really good job.
1: Yeah, I love the shots where he like throws the tanks and. I don't know. There's a few that really stand yeah, out yeah. that work really well.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So head over to my one then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never like do this sort of thing you know, <laughs> introducing my own films, but yeah. So yeah, yeah my 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 entry was uh, cut and run. So yeah, this was actually a lot of fun to put together. I think it was um, possibly the most fun I've had like making a film. It was, you know, I I, I mean I make a lot of more kind of, like, serious, like, dramatic films. It was nice making something that was just fun. Right, it, yeah. It, um, and uh, I was... Again, as I was saying earlier, I, I sort of struggled to really manage to incorporate the the movie magic kind of theme too much in the film. It was For me, it was more about just trying to make this look as, as polished as I could. Um, actually, it's the first time I tried out um, Helping Hands... Um, which I ended up using for um, the shots where he's running, um, like you know, on the desk, and he leaps onto the uh, the pole of the light. Uh, so I was really kind of, I was really kind of like worried about how I how I was going to do it because you know, I mean, this is a whole new thing. I've never actually done this before, and uh, it's something I've wanted to do for for you know a long time now. I mean, I've always seen people using helping hands and that kind of thing. So it was it was nice to finally get to use that in a film and um, I actually feel really happy with how how that came out I think it was probably um, at least some of my favorite shots in the film uh, especially the bit when he leaps I think uh, I was watching um, forlorn creatures tutorial on um, jumping in, in like a cartoony way and um, I watched that just frame I was watching that t- t- for each frame and I was animating you know it was really helpful watching it as I was doing it um, to get the right kind of movement. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I was inspired by, uh, as a lot of people mentioned, like magic portal and stuff, but the biggest inspiration for me was, um, basically just like num child's work, just in, in general. Um, because we've meant, we've been talking about like, uh, through the hatch and, and, you know, that kind of thing in the past. And, uh, and obviously the film that is actually in is actually in the film, uh, is, uh, the duel. um, which, yeah. again, is, like, another one of my, my favourites of his. Um, and I, I was just thinking about this whole idea of how, you know, you've got these these films where people actually sacrifice Lego um, for films, you know, like, destroying <laughs> them, getting, like, a pen knife, and just, like, you know, cutting them in half, and that kind of thing. And yeah. and in some cases, even, like, blowing them up. Um, and um, I thought it would just be really funny if you had a sort of, almost, like, Toy Story-like scenario where, you know, these, these toys are alive... And you know he starts to think that I'm gonna I'm just gonna just you know destroy him, you know I just thought that was a, a really kind of funny idea. So yeah, and then of course yeah yeah so that so that was definitely you know what I was, think, I was thinking of that when I was making it yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, what do you guys have to say about mm-hmm. my film? I suppose.
2: I mean, there's some really beautiful shots in it. I just I, it's definitely it's definitely your most uh at least uh technically you know technique wise it's your it's your best film yet. I especially I agree, yeah, yeah I, I especially love the shot where he falls off the, the doorknob. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that w- that was really well done. It was a, I just I don't know. It looked perfect. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, another brick like I saw. I can't I can't remember what it was, but something about it, someone's style or something. I I can't remember which one it is, but but yeah, every, every all the movements, everything. It was just really yeah. well animated.
3: The whole sequence of the door handle and letterbox was just really well done. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, yeah, and it just looked like it would be so difficult to keep them in place there. Yeah, and the lighting stays consistent as we yeah. already talked about. Yeah,
0: I mean it's kind of funny how um, the the scene that took the shortest amount of time ended up being the best scene in the film mm-hmm. um, sure. because I, I I really had I was really kind of like in a rush to to make this because I only had a couple of days left and also as well I mean I had to make sure I did it before the sun sort of started to appear, Um, so yeah, I think it took about four hours to make in total, Um, and one of the the trickiest part was obviously when he was on the the handle itself, because the handle actually kept moving, and um, Uh. it meant that I had to kind of like, make some shots shorter and stuff, and yeah, a lot of those shots are actually quite short, Um, and that's simply because the handle starts moving, I can't put it back in place, so I just ended up, you know, cutting that bit and then just going back to going to another shot and that kind of thing and i was i was ha- i was glad once i had done the whole handle handle shot because mm. that was that was hard to do yeah yeah
3: yeah it's funny to to know that you had difficulties with that because it all seems right you know when you watch it yeah yeah and the i shots mean it's all seemed like yeah. the right length
0: yeah i know i mean it's that's in the end it it turns out to be the best because it is, it's most engaging when you've got like lots of different shots of the different thing and uh, you know I, I think another thing I liked about making this film was the, the you know incorporating live action with stop motion and uh, you know yeah. like the you know that shot when he, when he falls he lands onto the the, the head and the, the head falls over and stuff and obviously the, that bit is actually live action but then the rest of it is stop motion stuff and I was actually kind of I was really pleased with how well I think they managed to go together, you know, the live-action stop-motion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The transition is pretty excellent. Yeah, I was going to say that. Flows
0: well. And it's kind of funny, because there's one shot you probably wouldn't have thought was stop-motion, and that was the the shot of the clock uh, quite near the beginning, because the clock doesn't actually work, and um, (laughs) it's not actually the clock I use in my bedroom. Um, The actual clock I use is um, actually a... um, digital, um, alarm clock, but, Uh um, I, I was about to, you know, shoot that, that, that shot and you just couldn't see it because it's just too faint, you know? So I ended up, um, just getting some, a clock, which, um, I, 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 you know, hasn't worked for like a couple of years now. Um, and I just thought, I thought it looks funny. The, the clock, you know, the monkey, it just looks funny. And, um, yeah, I just, I just moved the second hand, uh, like every 12 frames, um, I just move mm-hmm. the second hand very slightly, and um, yeah, that that actually stop motion. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I liked the idea of making it sort of seamless, and that you, you you can't tell when it's stop motion it's live action kind of thing. That's what I was trying to kind of pull off. Yeah,
3: that's a good idea. Yeah, and I'm guessing you must have rendered the entire video at a stop motion type of frame rate.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, I think so. I mean. That's the funny thing, actually. I think um, it is a variety of frame rates. Uh, obviously, the whole f- the yeah you know, the whole like animated segments are um, twelve frames per second, but the um, I don't know if there is actually a way of changing the frame rate when it comes to um, when I was doing the live action parts. Because I was I was using Windows uh, like um, you know built in um, like camera software to actually uh, yeah. record the live action parts because it's all on my webcam, and um, I ended up, uh, I think it's like 29.97 frames a second. But
3: Yeah, but what frame rate uh, did you render the entire video as at it, the end?
0: It was 24, I think, so it ends up all being about 24 mm. frames a second.
3: Yeah, and the live-action parts okay. near the start, especially, you know, they look lower frame rate than your average live-action would look. Yeah. So it, it helps it oh, helps okay. blend the stop motion and the live action.
0: Well the funny thing is actually, um, so there's a couple of there's a few shots which are actually um on my phone. Um and there's I mean there's, the first shot is obviously when you actually see the camera itself. Um obviously that's done on my phone. And right, yeah. all the shots outside were also done on my phone. And um they're actually fifteen frames per second. Which is a very weird frame rate for live action, but um my phone just isn't that good for recording um video but um i don't think you can tell particularly um for the type of film i was doing and uh you know it, it it's slightly choppier than like most live action stuff would be but because it's going with stop motion i think it almost goes with it with it i think
3: yeah that, that's always something yeah. that i'd be thinking about uh like when creating digital effects or or blending live action is that you want it to all be a consistent frame rate yeah
1: yeah um one thing that I think is interesting I don't know with this video is like it's cool that it's referencing like other another brick film cuz I feel like like when people talk about like film theory a lot of times they'll talk about like modernism and like postmodernism and like modernism is like where you're referencing like the process of making the video like like a say like the hand of fate where it's like referencing the process of stop motion within the story yeah and then like this would be like kind of like postmodernism where it's like referencing other works of the same, like, medium or just other artistic works in general is kind of, like, what postmodernism is considered when, when they're talking about, like, movies and other art. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of cool to see, like, a postmodern brick film. Or, like, that's how I understand it, at least. I'm not totally sure. Or I'm not, like, totally, Um, I'm not an expert on that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, It's kind of interesting just to, like, see, like, I wonder, like, what other, like, postmodern brick films there would be, like, I don't know, I guess, like, videos that reference other Rick films with, like, uh, there's a lot of videos that reference the Citizen of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, so I use The Duel the as the, the film that, you know, makes him think I'm going to destroy him, but the, I was determined that I was never, I wasn't just going to make, um, a remake of The Duel. Uh, in the end, it right. actually <laughs> turns out to be more like, um, probably through The Hatch, actually, than The Duel, and, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I think I wanted to, like, incorporate the film within it, but I didn't want it just to be, oh, it's the duel again, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah.
2: I really liked how, well, first of all, you didn't release any pictures or anything about the story or anything ahead of time. So when I started watching it, I just assumed, you know, it was it was a, another film about a duel or something. Yeah, And then yeah. it kind of went off on this whole thing, and I wasn't expecting that at all. So it, it really holds the viewer's attention yeah. like that by, you know, not sticking Definitely. to the... To the original story and everything. Yeah. yeah, it was
3: a nice bait and switch to start it with just regular stop motion within a Lego set, and then suddenly yeah. it, they all stop moving, and then it cuts to the live action.
4: Right, yeah,
0: yeah, because yeah, I, I, I really was like determined that it was going to be like a big surprise. I didn't want to show like, I mean, I showed a couple of behind the scenes stuff, uh, but it was only that that one scene because I was really, I really didn't want to. I really wanted to keep it a secret. And, um, so I, I kind of told everybody that it was going to just be this dual film. And all I said really was that it doesn't go the direction you expect it to. That's basically all I said. And even the, the, the thumbnail I, I chose for the, the video, it's that first, that first scene. I was really, I really wanted it to kind of be like a surprise so that when the frame just stops, it's like, what's happening, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because I feel like that's probably the, that's the way I wanted people to, you know, sort of, like, see it. You know, a whole, like, misty, like, whole surprise, yeah.
1: Yeah. You gotta be careful when you're choosing thumbnails sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, You don't want to give away too much. Yeah. But you also don't want to make something that nobody's going to click on. Right, right. yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> so, should we talk about Ivan now? <laughs> yeah. So, Shawarma, do you want to introduce this one?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. So, it took about... I mean, I, I didn't start working on it until probably... You know, through a few weeks in, into the contest, and uh, like I said, I did extensive, uh, you know, pre-production kind of discussions with uh, with Mighty Wonder, and he helped me a whole lot. He was a huge asset with this project. Uh, we kind of made the story, you know, we kind of kind of created it in this whole world and everything, and and I started uh, trying to trying to create my whole thing. And I I originally filmed the dream sequence because I I knew I wanted to have that sequence in there. And then I kind of formed the whole story around this this dream sequence that I had already shot, uh, and that was actually the sequence I was trying to finish before brawl. Uh, so I was actually kind of happy that it didn't, it didn't turn out too too rushed looking, you know, because I, I only had a couple days to finish it, and so I had to kind of rush. But yeah, so I finished it a, one or two days before the before the contest ended. I thought I had two days less than I actually had, so I sort of um, picked up the pace and then i realized that i had a whole other day so i spent a lot of t- i spent a lot of time you know kind of nitpicking and and messing with the sound design and, and the, the music and and editing and you know making sure the credits were all aligned properly and everything and everything like that
1: uh, i think it shows i think like i i rewatched it last night and i think it's like probably one of the most technically solid entries yeah, thank you yeah yeah for the contest yeah. i think it
0: it's um definitely the best for I think sound design that kind of thing um you know I think that was a big part of it I mean you know you put a lot of work into the um the post production side of things and I think it definitely showed Thank you yeah um yeah you put a lot of effort into it I think yeah it really you really did pull it off I think uh yeah there's a really great sort of sense of like atmosphere mm-hmm. and it's it's you know you definitely. have this really like kind of like mysterious dark kind of creepy kind of yeah, feel yeah. to it and um yeah I think it's really really cool in that aspect uh, Thank you yeah Really effective, yeah, and yeah, I, it was
3: strong visually.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah,
3: between the camera yeah. movement and the lighting.
2: Oh uh, yeah, the, yeah. I was pretty pretty happy with the camera movement. I I normally have a kind of a hard time with that and stuff, but I think I think part of the reason the the camera movement was was pretty good in this one was because uh, instead of doing separate shots, I sort of transition one shot into the other with camera movement, so it still seems like it's one shot, but. Uh, It's two shots, but I shot it at the same time so that the camera movement, uh, you know, transitions into the other camera movement, uh, pretty seamlessly.
3: That's a good, a good trick. Yeah. That's cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, normally what I do is I I take, I'll, I'll, I'll do a shot and I'll export it and then I'll do the next shot and stuff. But I think the, the scene, the one scene where I did that a lot was the one where he's standing on the edge of the cliff and he falls off. That was all shot, I think that was all shot in one take.
1: So you mean like in, in your frame capture software, it's like, you can, you can still see the shot behind right? You. Yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah, so you can like, match yeah, I was able to match the camera movement and everything. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what I do much all the time with, with films. I, like I, I'll, I'll have like one scene and I'll just, I'll, I'll do the entire thing like in one project. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I know a lot of people do that. I never did that. And like, I, I started hearing people saying that, that they did that a lot. And, I think who was it? Reoforce was saying that he does that. He, he, uh, you know, will do one scene in, in, you know, in one one go. But yeah. I always, I would always just you know do each shot individually, then export them. But
1: yeah, yeah, that's what I usually do. Also. Yeah, I think it can help for certain parts where it's like you're, you're matching. Yeah, up. Yeah. you're like cutting. Yeah, like the you want the movement to match exactly from the last shot. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like um. I mean, I don't want to go back too much. Talk about my film again. I just wanted to sort of very, very briefly. Um, for the film, for my film, I, when I had the, when I had to like cut to a live action bit, I just had, like, just like blank. There's like blank patches where I could then cut mm-hmm. the live action bit. But then I had another stop motion bit. That's and yeah, that's what I usually do. I just usually just have like, um, it is a scene where you know you keep coming back to a particular set. I'll just shoot all those sets in one um, capture oh, like, yeah, project, and I, I do yeah, because I don't have yeah. a
2: whole lot of Lego, so you know I'll I'll shoot them all in one go because I'm gonna have to destroy it and build a different set. So
0: yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I, one of the things I really like as well is that uh, about your film, you know, I guess it is kind of almost like minimalistic in the in the way in in the set design and stuff, but it but that you know is a big part of what makes it work, I guess, in some way like uh, I think it's um, just the way you shoot it and you know the whole I think the black and white as well helps helps uh, it a lot yeah. as well you know because you've done that with a couple of your films and um
2: yeah I, I have a love for black and white I, I don't know <laughs> I, I feel yeah. like I don't know I, I'm a little lazy so I feel like it helps to make lighting look better and stuff if it's black and white
0: yeah I think it, yeah
3: I, I feel like I have to say, like I found this film engaging throughout as a an atmospheric piece, but I have no idea what it's actually about. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> so it's... I was wondering, how much are you willing to give away verbatim?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's kind of... No,
1: don't tell us. <laughs> just it's it's,
2: ca- it's kind of about how the guy is, is starting, starting to understand how the world is kind of a machine, and he's being manipulated, and... and... And everything like that. And ba- basically the idea behind it is is that there were three layers of reality. There was the the, the base layer of reality which is, you know, that sort of tangible physical wor- world around him. And then there was uh, a second sort of layer of reality where he is um, the sort of the, the machine happens where he's being manipulated and, and where he can he can see that and then there's a third layer, which isn't really present in it a whole lot. I guess that's what's beyond the portal at the end, is where he there's another layer of reality where he's free and he's beyond that. and He's sort of broken the machine, and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to to put into words a lot of it. You kind of yeah. have to read my ex- extensive backlogs with Mighty Wonder and I to sort of <laughs> get all the
1: yeah.
3: Well, I think I'll have to rewatch it with that in mind.
0: Had it not been for like, because you've got almost like a yeah, one part of reality where he's, he's explaining his dreams, and had it, you know, because, I mean, the guy that he's talking to is strange, like, you know, he has his big hair, and and that kind of stuff, so (laughs) already you're establishing that that reality, as well, is bizarre and strange, Yeah. so I think it blends, well, I think you're kind of, I suppose you're going, you're kind of experiencing it through his mind, in a way, that yeah, yeah. All reality, like, every reality is bizarre. Has right, he just yeah. been, like, a, like, psychiatrist, you know, just like, with a, you know, just a suit, just a normal guy, it, it, you wouldn't get that feeling. Yeah. And I think because, because the guy that he's talking to is weird as well, mm-hmm. it makes it, yeah, it, it makes it yeah, It's supposed like to kind of seem
2: like, it's not just he's talking to somebody, there's a whole other layer of, of something going on, the way it's flashing to, like, his visions, and the, how everything's kind of warping and, and stuff and like you said how the how the other guy is really kind of bizarre and almost like whimsical looking and it I don't know I was trying to give the feel that he kind of knew what was going on and he's questioning him to, to kind of see where he's at sort of thing
1: yeah
2: but yeah
1: it's interesting that you said uh, you worked you worked with Mighty Wanderer on it like on the story because like it, it kind of reminded me of uh, his video draw oh yeah <laughs> it has some yeah I don't know it, it felt similar to yeah that. yeah is there like a cinematic universe brewing here?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a. Well, I guess it was a kind of similar idea, similar themes, things
0: like yeah. that. But yeah, but no film can ever be as confusing as Draw. So I mean, yeah, I was just good to say. <laughs> say hopefully,
3: we get Mighty Wanderer on here one day. We can ask him what on earth Draw was about. Yeah, we were
2: <laughs> we were talking about it a little bit. It was like it was kind of a, uh, it's kind of mind boggling.
1: <laughs> were there were there like any films or brick films or like other movies or anything else that was kind of like inspiring you to make this like just movies you'd watched or anything um like i
2: don't know I, I i'm always really influenced a lot by timber uh oh, okay. yeah i feel Sorry. like the kind of like uh, sort of whimsical with I, I always try to kind of exaggerate my characters uh mm-hmm. like how the one guy with his big hair and his glasses and everything and I don't, I don't know i always like to make my characters kind of kind of quirky and bizarre and sort of kind of misunderstood seeming or kind of mad I feel like I get a lot of influence from from a lot of his characters, you know, like Edward Scissorhands or Beetlejuice or whatever.
0: Yes, yeah, it's interesting. That's cool. I mean, that is kind of interesting. In a whole, isn't it the whole thing of like being dark but whimsical, you know. Right,
2: yeah. Cuz I don't want it to seem like a horror movie or something, just just darker elements.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sort of like a fantasy that is Right, yeah. You know, a dark like fantasy, a, yeah.
2: Like a fairy tale or something.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think like I didn't I didn't really understand like the story very well. But like, I, I do think what I got out of it was kind of what I thought worked about it was like, I didn't really get the door part, but I liked just like the idea that like, and I don't know if this is what you meant, but like that he's kind of start starting to not trust even the guy he's talking to in the yeah. video that that was the impression I got. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting. I mean
0: You could even kind of say, you could even term it as the, the guy that he's talking to may very well be the kind of, the one that's, like, insane, you know, or yeah. something, I don't know. I, I mean, it's open you to know.
2: interpretation, there were a lot of yeah. things going through my head when I made that, and I mean, you can't really interpret it in just one way, uh, yeah. but yeah, there were yeah. just a lot of different, the, the whole thing with the door, the, the portal at the end, there was there were other shots that I did for that that was gonna make it have some more meaning or whatever, but then I kind of ran out of time and like I said I thought I thought I had only like one <laughs> day, but I actually had two or three, so I ended the animation there and then focused on music and editing. Uh, yeah. So I I just kept it with the one scene because it, it, it I feel like leaving it at that it, it, it sort of worked at least visually, uh, whereas <laughs> you know adding a couple more scenes after or shots after that would have made it a little. Kind of awkward visually, I guess. But yeah.
1: They're... Yeah. I think like like Silly Penta said, it was it was very engaging throughout. Like I was never like bored really while I was watching it. I was just like, hmm, what's... Like even though at the end I was kind of like, I don't really know if I understood that. I think like it was a good experience just watching yeah. it and seeing all the visuals. Yeah, cool. Cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I only have one like very, I mean, very, very minor criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very end when he falls, I feel like it's it's not enough of an impact. The, mm. the actual the actual fall itself i don't know i don't know what you guys think of that but i don't know <laughs> yeah
1: i could see that also yeah, yeah i feel
0: yeah. like maybe it's the right. the sound you, i don't know if it, i it might even be kind of i suppose intentional in some ways that i mean you could even interpret it as like i don't know it's another form of reality yeah because that, when yeah. he when he falls it's kind of like a lego kind of fall like the the sound <laughs> yeah so yeah i, I mean in a way yeah
2: yeah i do appreciate that because i, I haven't really tried movements like that very much before like you know how you kind of have to you're so used to easing in and out all the time and then when somebody hits a wall it's (laughs) you have to force yourself to not ease out uh but yeah i mean it's it's also like it's it's partly in his head and it's partly this other form of reality and whatever so like everything's kind of like twisting and warping and like nothing's really within the realms of physics and things like that
0: yeah i mean yeah in some ways uh you could even say that uh you know he's entering the real world where he's a toy you know and right yeah
2: <laughs> i I was a little nervous that uh i it wasn't going to be judged well because i uh a lot of the the practical effects i was I was using and thinking it was was with the lens, but so uh so I'm glad people were kind of able to to see the uh to appreciate the, the magic yeah, 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 when I did that it was cool to see that yeah, yeah no,
3: I think that came true really well, I think that that probably helped in the judging actually a great deal, cool. yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, I used a magnifying glass in front of the lens for the i think the whole film
1: mostly okay that's cool yeah yeah,
3: yeah I, I i definitely got that with things being you know getting closer and further away yeah. you could tell that it was done in camera and uh, yeah that, that really came across as the, the movie magic within the film to me
2: well, well i'm glad <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah should we, so we head over to the uh number one
2: yeah great yes thanks yeah, for okay. all of your uh kind comments and everything
0: yeah yeah it was yeah, great it was a good great video time. Yeah, so I guess you should uh, introduce this one, Jacob.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is a uh, lifeboat. That's the video uh, my brother and I made for this contest. Um, it's basically about a guy who wakes up in his lifeboat and uh, he sees a shark, and then it goes from there. Uh, yeah, uh, we made it for. I mean, we. I had had the wave idea for a long time, and. Um, I, it's kind of inspired by like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen JK brickworks. He does like kinetic sculptures out of Lego. And like, I thought, I have always thought his stuff was really cool. And I thought it'd be cool to try to build something like that, that would help making like Lego animation easier. And he does like crazy stuff where he makes like a whole figure that moves just by like turning a crank. But, um, I thought the wave idea was pretty simple. Um, something that I, something more my speed, but, uh, um i think i don't uh yeah so me and greg had that we were like working on ideas for something that could incorporate that technique and we had a lot of ideas we had like uh underwater there was there was one idea that i really liked that i might still kind of want to develop more is like it had like it was all about like a, a guy like going underwater and having like this weird dream underwater like a sailor um yeah. Uh, and then we had, we had a bunch of different ideas and basically we, we had like an idea about a sea monster also that was going to be like all micro scale. And that was kind of, cause I had been doing tests with like, uh, the Mixel joints. So I kind of wanted oh, to do something okay. at that scale. But, um, uh, eventually I kind of just settled on like a simpler idea just to basically just to show the wave technique and, uh, I don't know. It's kind of funny because this video is basically like a Lego Shark Attack video, <laughs> um, and we actually thought about calling it that, like Lego Shark Attack Seventeen Seventy Six or something like that. I don't know. Lego um, Beach Fail. But yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, but eventually, we were like, oh, that would that would feel too much like we actually were kind of selling out. I don't know. <laughs> it would feel weird. But um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. I'm really glad it won. That was really cool.
3: Yeah, And how long did it take? How long were you working on it for?
1: Uh, so basically I think I had worked on the wave idea like for about two weeks. I don't know, like the beginning of August, I think. Yeah. The beginning of August i had been working on the wave idea because I, um, just like building different stuff, different stuff for different ideas I was having for what the story would be, but just like trying to get the wave motion to work well. And, uh, I think I finally like, it took me like a few weeks to like, I wasn't working on it all the time, but it took me a few weeks to like figure out how to make that look good and like at a proper speed. And then, um, I animated the one shot of like the shark. It's like the opening shot in the video where like the shark comes up in the waves and I was like, okay, well like it could be about a shark. Cause I, I don't know how much of the story I'd formed at that point, but yeah, eventually like me and Greg kind of thought about like, what if it's like a a, just like a joke of like a giant shark that he doesn't realize is a giant shark until the end. And uh, I don't know. And then we started working on that idea. And at one point I like storyboarded out pretty much the whole, everything that I hadn't filmed yet, which was like most of the video. And then I knew at, from that point on, I knew like when it was. Overall, I think it was probably like a month that I worked mm. on it. But yeah. yeah, or that that we worked on it.
0: Yeah. I think it's kind of, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's one of the best like, Entries for uh, in in the yeah, whole thing with the whole the whole uh, incorporation of the theme. Yeah, I think you did a really good job with. It. I mean, the wave animation is like fantastic, and I think the um, also the the big like uh, you know when you get the close up of the face, the the you know the brick built face is also looks really good, and yeah, I think you really managed to incorporate the theme really well.
3: Yeah, I think that this was probably the closest to what the judges were looking for, for as far as the theme goes.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I think um yeah, I don't know. It was just I was kind of lucky that I already had that idea just like the wave idea before this contest happened. And I think I had thought about making an entry for before even before Brawl and stuff, but I just like didn't really have any story ideas that involved a, a boat or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't know if this was uh because I, I I think you I think I mentioned this on the forums, but uh it reminded me a lot of those theme park um, kind of games where you got to like hit your target with the you know like gun thing. Um, oh, that's oh, yeah. the first thing that came to mind actually when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't think about that when I was making it, but like, yeah, definitely. I don't know. It feels like that. Something about it feels like yeah. that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like how the wave animation came out, but I actually think it looks best when the waves are out of focus in the shots near yeah, the start when the guy is so lying down in the boat it looks so good yeah
1: yeah and i kind of adjusted it like the the rig i used i used different versions of the rig throughout the video the one in the first shot is kind of weird cuz it's kind of like it 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 has a different look cuz it's like the waves in the back are raised up really high but then like the last shot of the video the last shot that i animated where the shark like eats him oh yeah spoiler so what that was that was like just a flat those, all the waves were pretty much flat in that shot. So like, I don't know, it's kind of, I used some different techniques and I don't know if you really noticed it, but yeah.
0: Was there, was there a lot of trial and error then when it came to actually constructing the whole system with the waves?
1: Yeah. Um, it was pretty tricky, like, cause a lot of times when I would move the gear, like some of the waves in the back, the ones that were on like smaller gears wouldn't work. They wouldn't move like quite quite right. Yeah. Cause their movement was a little bit more specific. So if they moved like, if they didn't move quite enough, when I turned the gears, then it would like, I would have to kind of fiddle with them to make sure the movement was always fluid. And, uh, yeah, it was, I dunno, it was kind of tricky with some of the, uh, and yeah, just developing the rig, I guess. Uh, I don't usually build with Technic. I, I'm not like super experienced with that. So just like figuring out how to make the gears. Like you have like a small gear going to a big gear so that makes it the movement slower and then like I don't know, stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think as well, um one of the things I really like about the film is how um you know, it's quite suspenseful and stuff, I mean, even with it being, you know, quite a short um film, it does build up a lot of suspense. Like, you know Yeah You think Yeah, you you, you, yeah you, know, you you shoot you know, he, he, he hits the the fin, you think, oh, okay, so you done that and then it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger, you know, it, it's this whole like tension builds up. I just up.
2: love how the fin goes down first and then you don't really know what's going to happen and then, you know, it comes back up and gets bigger and bigger.
0: And then you've got the hole as well yeah. in the, in the
2: yeah. fin. <laughs> yeah, it was all really yeah, clever.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the music, the music was, I don't know, we got kind of lucky with like, we, the last day we were like editing it and we were kind of like, I really didn't know what music I was going to use and I was just going through uh, that site MuseoPen. And just looking at like uh, different classical recordings trying to see what we could use. Um and yeah, we finally found one that I thought worked yeah well. Yeah, that's really we well. We had we had Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we had put other stuff on it before and i was kind of like this kind of works but it like makes the video a way too serious feeling yeah and like it's it's hard to find something that matches yeah like, the i kind of feel like
0: want. it's it, it's playful enough to, for yeah. it to work it's it's yeah. not like it's, it's not funny but it, it it works it's not like oh it's super serious you know and, it's like self-aware yeah. i guess yeah what i love about the like the cartoon or something yeah what I love about the end credit music is just how like upbeat and, and joyful it is. You know, this is like the terrible thing has just <laughs> yeah. happened and yet yeah. That but, was the goal. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was a really funny kind of like end to the film. <laughs> you
2: know what I really love? Uh the the forced perspective. I was looking at your behind the scenes pictures and I guess when, when the shark eats the the guy in the boat, it's not uh he's not actually in his mouth, it's it's just forced perspective, right?
1: Uh no, he is in his mouth. Oh yeah. Um yeah he he is like in there we we built like a slightly different version of the boat that was like shorter so that when the shark is like biting him it can kind of he can uh, kind of like uh compress the boat or whatever yeah i was watching that show free but it. yeah i I don't think i don't know if you can really actually see the compressed version of the boat that we built though because i think like he, he his mouth closes pretty fast yeah now going through it like, frame
3: by frame it looks like yeah. it's the same regular lego boat piece in all the visible frames
1: yeah i think when it when it closes there's maybe like one part where you can see the i mean you can't see it because the teeth are already like pretty much closed but yeah and then we just took him out and we put like a i think i just put like a yellow just like a big yellow one by six tall piece in there to kind of represent that he's still in there but and then he just slid back down into the water Uh, i guess with the music like um i think one thing you have to be careful with using like classical music and just like music that you really hadn't planned to use for the video beforehand is like because like you'll find a song that like kind of works and it's like oh this is like like it'd be so easy to just leave it like this because it's like oh i finally found a piece that works on the video but like you kind of have to be careful to make sure that like it doesn't completely change your video like because it can't it can be easy to just be like okay let's just go with that because it basically works but like oh yeah um, yeah i don't know and it we got pretty lucky though with finding the the songs that we did yeah because
0: that's that's like you don't want it to like um derail your film you know. Right. Um, I mean, there are a couple of classical pieces which are just, like, overused as well, you know. So... Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't want that kind the, of like, oh, not this again, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, like, cello suite, whatever yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. It's in a lot of movies. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it. it is, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you've used that? Oh, I have.
2: I, I can't
0: remember which one I used it, in, but I, I know i used uh, okay.
1: it. Okay. That's funny. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: But, I mean... I do like um, the use of classical music in, in rope films. You know, it's, uh, it's something I've done a couple of times now, and, I, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that kind of thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, it really works when what you're doing is, like, a, a period piece, because, like, our, our most recent ones have been, like, kind of pirate times. Yeah. And it, it works really well for that, that era. Yeah.
0: I, I, I like, as well, yeah, what I like about um, this one and uh, Fusillard as well is how it's kind of... They're both kind of set in that kind of period of time, you know, I I like that kind of thing. I mean, I I always think it's, it has quite a really nice sort of classic look to it. I always like that, that kind of like period, you know. It's, it's, you know, any time between like, I don't know, the 1600s to like early 1800s or something, but I like that period, yeah.
2: (laughs) I feel like your style really works well in that period for some reason, I don't know.
1: Yeah, thanks, yeah. I think I, I like a little, um, kind of like imperfections in the in the video like i think like so, like in the cleaners they kind of added maybe that was just the trailer but they added like some like grain to it and stuff uh, or like yeah. they added like some like vhs kind of distortion to it at some points or maybe it's like film grain i don't know but they added some stuff that i thought really made it feel like cool and like sometimes like even if it even if there's like a little camera bump like i won't always I don't. I don't always worry about like fixing that stuff because yeah. I kind of feel like I like just like it. It feeling a little, a little like, I don't know, just a little imperfect. I yeah. guess I don't it's
0: know. kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, I used to not like grain. Now I, I'm sort of embracing it. I actually added grain to the um, the end titles of my film um, end credits, and uh, yeah, I, I I like that look. It, it is it's cool. Oh yeah, I noticed that in your video. Yeah. I was like, that looks yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah, because there's, there's not really you know, there's many ways you can make, you know, credits not dull. So, you know, add a little bit of great, yeah. you know, it adds something to it. <laughs>
1: yeah. If you have like After Effects, one thing that I know can be kind of cool is if you put like a little, there's like expressions in After Effects, it's kind of technical, but basically um, you can like add little like wiggles, tiny wiggles, so it's like to to the to the text, so it looks like the text is like kind of slightly moving around oh, yeah, which okay. can give it like, oh, a little yeah. bit of character yeah. i guess
4: yeah, I
0: know. yeah yeah
3: that's a good idea because oftentimes yeah credits and titles overlaid can often look far too digital
1: and sharp compared to the rest yeah. of the video i think i did that on Fuse a lot i don't think i did it i don't know if i did it with this one but yeah
0: yeah i was gonna say i gotta say something else i can't remember what i was gonna say I, I, I always say this every time in <laughs> a podcast mm. <laughs> so it should be on the podcast bingo by now <laughs> i think uh, it was something about i don't
3: know um unless you actually have something in mind i think we've we've covered everything yeah
0: yeah i think we've yeah i think i think you're right yeah i think we pretty much we've had a really good chat so yeah mm-hmm. yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> this has been fun i yeah. think we're up to a good length by now
0: yeah so um yeah thank you guys for for joining us it's been a really good chat i've enjoyed thanks for
4: having
0: me yeah yeah i've enjoyed uh reviewing the films it's uh yeah, so it was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, congratulations both of you for uh, coming. You. Yeah, first and second place. Yeah, thank yeah, you. That was great. And uh, yeah,
1: it's an honour to be back on the podcast. Also. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun to have you again. here, because I've i wanted to, yeah. you know, I wanted to bring you back, you know, because you never got a chance to talk to Penta, so I thought, yeah, let's let's bring you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah, both. Thank you.
1: Bye. See ya.